Welcome back to Teacher Talk. I'm Kirsten McGee, and on today's episode, we're talking with Angela Pena, a special ed teacher here at El Dorado. Why did you want to teach at El Dorado? So, El Dorado is close to my house, and I graduated from Mondano, but I wanted to branch out because I'd heard a lot of good things about El Dorado, and I actually had some family friends that worked for APS at the time, and they said El Dorado was a great school to start off at, and it stuck. I mean, I loved working here from the moment I started here and I just I can't see myself going anywhere else so it's a good choice that I made yeah and um how was your life before working here like is there any jobs that are worth mentioning um where did you go to college things like that so I started here at El Dorado while I was still in college I actually wasn't going for a degree in teaching I was going for one in the medical field and I did a lot of retail jobs after high school and in between college classes. So when I started at El Dorado, again, I was in the medical field for a degree, and I instantly fell in love with this job. I started off as an educational assistant um, almost five years ago. Um, I have bounced around from the different programs, from our autism programs down here to what they called the, at the time ISP, Intensive Support Program. Um, and as soon as I started working in these programs, I realized this is what I wanted to do. So I actually switched my major from a medical degree to an education degree. What were you going to medical school for? What were your plans after medical school? I was um, going to go for a CNA certificate, and then I was going to work my way up into nursing. Because, again, I thought I wanted to go into nursing. Yeah. And then I realized, no, my heart's in education. Why did you choose like uh, this specific, like the um, the special ed program to work in? I really enjoy this program because you get to see the little successes, the big successes, and every day it's just something new. It's not repetitive, you know. There's the little things that I really enjoy in this program. Um, as close as you work with the students as far as their goals and just simple successes. I mean, we work on life skills, job skills, you know, basic communication. That's the stuff that I really enjoy working on every day with them. That's very cool. And um, to ask another question about that, like the little successes, um, going to a class, uh, things like that, or like the bigger ones, like getting an A in school? So for our kids, it's a little different. For me, what I, when I say um, like the little successes is they were able to verbalize their wants or needs in a full sentence, or they were able to problem solve a simple problem on their own as far as, um, hey, my shoe's untied. Can I do it? If I can't, can I properly ask for help? That's, yeah. Um, as well as just being able to feed themselves to be able to express when they're upset in a proper way, uh, things like that. To get them ready for the real world, to get them ready for a community-based setting after high school, that's really what our ultimate goal is for them as far as, um, we'll say, little successes. Just like uh, anything that was um, hard while being a teacher here, was there like any um, uh, hardships that were along, that came along with coming here and like branching out from Manzano and college and things like that? So I started off here at El Dorado, but I started off again as an educational assistant. Yes. So I guess um, making that transfer from be being the educational assistant in the classroom to being the teacher mm -hmm. and um, just all the rules and regulations that come with it, um, adapting to that and 
another thing is just trying to find the time in the day to do everything that you're supposed to do, (laughs) really. So, what is your position here? Are you the head or are you just a very... So, I'm a special education teacher for the Intensive Global Support Level 2 program. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm the only one that is in Intensive Global Support as of right now at El Dorado. So, um, in special education, there's different programs. And this is just one of the programs that we have here at our our school. So, so, uh, So, there's... Explain to me, like, the levels of it, because okay. a lot of people are... So, intensive global support, you are helping the students acquire not only their academic skills, but um, basic life skills, like I said, uh, feeding, toileting, and communication skills. So, the difference in intensive global support is we're level two, and at that level, students in this program are acquiring these skills, and in level one, they're going to maintain them, while they learn new skills. Okay, so, and um, do you expect the students that you have right now to make it to college and things like that and, like, support themselves in the real world? So my vision for all of my students, I want them to be able to leave El Dorado with a form of communication, whether it be nonverbal or verbal, I want them to be able to express their feelings in an appropriate way. I want them to be able to get into their communities and be functioning members of society, whether it be going to a day hab, you know, with other um, peers, whether it's um, getting a job as a Walmart greeter, mm-hmm. you know, or even just if they end up staying at home and doing, you know, things, personal things with their families, I want them to be able to communicate with their family members. I want them to be able to engage in these community activities just like anybody else. If you um, couldn't work in special ed, would there be any other thing that you wanted to work in as far as subjects? Yeah, if I was to go into general education, it would probably be some kind of arts class, probably like ceramics or something like that. And then, like, as far as, like, the school environment, do you think it's good for, um, the special ed programs, is this one of the better special ed program schools, or um, do you think that there are rooms for improvements? Our kids are definitely included, uh, you know, in general ed, in school-wide activities. We have a Best Buddies program, where I'm sure if you've heard of Best Buddies, how they integrate with general education peers. They're very widely accepted in the class. In their elective classes, they all have friends in their classes that they high-five and they say hi to every morning. Uh, we could be walking around campus and there's a whole bunch of people just saying hi to the kids that I personally have never seen them talk to. So it's like, well, you, you're you very popular. You know a lot of these kids. <laughs> yeah, and so, this is a very inclusive school. I feel like it's yes, only it is. my first year here, but I'm very I feel thankful like that we are a very is. inclusive school. Yeah. So, and then um, just as far as like, did you live anywhere else but New Mexico? Um, and I was born and raised in New Mexico. Um, on both sides of my family, from my parents, were from northern New Mexico, but I was born and raised here in Albuquerque. And then, just like as far as um, where where were you going to college while you were UNM? I take it I was at CNM. I was just finishing up an associates, so I finished up that associates because I was almost done with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, I switched over to teacher education, so I got my associates in teacher education and concentrating in special education. Yeah. And then that's when I started attending UNM. I got a bachelor's in liberal arts focusing in special education, nonverbal communication, and educational psychology. There would ever be room for improvement in Albuquerque for other special ed teachers, um, just as far as like how people with um, I can't know how 
the word this mental disabilities are treated um, in Albuquerque or how they become part of society? I think if um, what I take from that is there's always room for improvement. There's right. always new trainings that can come up. Um, one thing that I discuss a lot that comes to mind is um, the use of seclusion and restraint with students with disabilities. I feel that that's something that, and I actually just started this last year a master's program in special education with an emphasis in severe and intellectual disabilities. That's, I love it when teachers are continuing their education while also educating. It's very noble and it shows up a good example as well. As a state and as educators, that's something we really need to look into, not only at um, the general ed, general, special, general ed level, but the special ed level. I think that across the board, there needs to be more trainings for teachers, um, school security officers, principals, and even just community members. I think that once more people are educated on how to properly view and treat and deal with people with um, disabilities, I think that you know that's something that we really need to push. Because again, in the media, you see all um, these things going on with seclusion and restraint. You see the lapel videos, and it obviously doesn't look well. Yeah. And there are other options before restraint. It's just sometimes people don't know how to react in a situation like that. And I think that that's a big topic in the media that we need to address and bring to light in a more positive manner and provide solutions to what we see going on in the media. That Yeah, that's like my idea is um, I want to be um, an educator of some sort. Uh, I really wanted to work in special ed. I have a lot of family that um, is very much so like into it, and I have a lot of family members that are in um, type of work that you do. And um, so I really want to work there. And it seems like there could be other outlets for um, people with such severe mental disabilities, like um, working in, as you said, like a Walmart greeter and things like that. And other outlets, what do you think those could be, like where they could be active members of society without being um, disgruntled, I guess? So. After high school, there's many different options for our students. Just for reference purposes, we'll talk about my specific program. My students have severe and intellectual disabilities. Um, they can go to a day hab. They can get into the community with a caregiver or even just simple jobs. I mean, for example, next door, Mr. McKaylee's students, they had a job at one point where they were putting together the senior class ring packets. I mean, that right there is a job in itself. Um, some students, it may be volunteer work at a animal shelter. You know, it could be reaching out into the community and doing something, you know, from home or from um, a community-based setting. I don't know if you ever heard of Mandy's Farm. They do a lot of agricultural work over there at Mandy's Farm. So that type of stuff, how big or small it is, they're making an impact on the community. Um, and then now some personal questions. Mm -hmm. What is something that you like to do in your free time? Um, when you're not teaching or at the school? Um, I spend a lot of time going to concerts. I really enjoy music as a therapeutic outlet. Um, so that's one of my major things. So. Um, what's your favorite music artist or band? Ooh. I'm really into country right now, so almost anything that you see in, in the radio with country. Yeah. Um, and then uh, home life, any kids? I don't have kids. I'm not married. That's something I want to do later on down the road after I finish school and everything like that. Right now, I'm really focused on my master's program and just, you know, coming to work every day with the kids. I'm really centered on this program with my kids right now. 
seems like you really love them too because of what I was witnessing before this. You were interacting with them and things like that, and it's really important for them to get interaction with adults and things like that because it um, makes them more interactive with other people that they might not be as comfortable with later on. Um, and then just like where do you want to go with um, everything in your life? So super invasive. <laughs> no, that's fine. So as of right now, I have a lot of family down here that's elderly and I've taken it upon myself to where I made that commitment that I will take care of them as they cannot take care of themselves. So short term, I don't plan on going anywhere. I plan on staying here. I plan on staying at El Dorado in this program. Um, long term, I would like to return to northern New Mexico. My ultimate goal really is I want to make an impact up there in their special education programs. Um, I come from a community up north where they don't get a lot of funding. Um, it's really hard to find teachers, and I really want to make a positive impact on the school system up there. Um, again, my family's from there, so I do intend on you know building a house up there and being permanently moved up there in the long run. That's more like 10, 15 years from now, <laughs> but right now, short term, I do plan on just focusing on my education and staying here with my family here. Okay, and I think that's it. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at EHS Talent Aguila, and we'll see you next time on Teacher Talk.